Hello, Monday, March 15th. Big day. Massive day. Obviously, we got a chance to catch the very beginning and most of the free agency frenzy that has already begun in the NFL. Mm -hmm. We addressed the high situation we got going on. Get the docs in order. Great conversations with folks. We can't thank you enough for choosing to spend time with us. If you like this show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend, say, hey, Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Not that bad of a podcast. No, pretty good stuff. All right, let's get to it. March Madness is happening. Okay, championship week weekend just got finished up. Now we got March Madness. We have a bracket bonanza popping off. I think what I was most excited about for this show was the fact that um, – we are giving away $51,000 to the winner whoa, of our bracket. Whoa, whoa. $51,000 bracket bonanza uh, presented by us, obviously. It'll be in the March Madness Live app, I believe. It is a something you have to download from the App Store. It looks exactly like this. It is the NCAA official thing, March Madness Live. Our challenge bracket bonanza will be up there as one of the ones you can join. There's a couple of different little things we have to talk about, though, with the 51000 dollar bracket bonanza Woo! although it right now it sits at fifty one thousand dollars to the winner whoever has the best bracket and we're going with traditional scoring by mm -hmm. the way there is a new style of scoring we're going traditional if we become the biggest bracket bonanza challenge on the app mm -hmm. it'll go to $75,000 bracket bonanza will go to $75,000 bracket bonanza oh. Then if that thing gets to over 50,000 entries, which we do not believe is possible, that seems like a lot, mm -hmm. that'll go to a $100,000 bracket Jeez. bonanza. No way. That's right. All you got to do is fill out your brackets, get things right more than everybody else, and you could potentially win $51,000, maybe $75,000. And if we get 50,000 people to be a part of this bracket bonanza, that'll be a $100,000 giveaway Damn. just because we want to. Now... That March Madness Live app, you will see a lot of companies are at the top. A lot of people are at the top. They have their picture. They have it all beautiful. We do not because we are not in association with them. <laughs> there are other places that do bracket challenges. We cannot work alongside of them because of an interesting situation that popped off this weekend. Hmm. Now, on Friday, I made an announcement on this show alongside A.J. Hawk. We're done with that, I think. Thank you. This is a big deal. Okay. Oh, yeah. So on Friday, when AJ was on the show, I let him know that there was a mandate that we had heard about, about people from ESPN not being allowed onto this show. Now, my immediate reaction was uh, understanding, I think. I, I, I expected this to happen. Uh, I, I understood that this was potentially going to happen because our numbers, okay, Big thanks to everybody that watches yep. and listens. Oh, yeah. Our numbers weren't like of that of a small regional show in Indiana. And if you're a business person who's trying to hold on to land that you don't have anymore, you could see how the easiest thing and short-sighted and small-minded thing to do would be to not allow anybody to go there because they're viewing us as competition. Even though we have no live rights, we're not a channel and mm -hmm. anything like that. 
So since it's so short-sighted and small-minded, knew that it was inevitability at this particular situation with that company, and I knew that it would happen. When it did happen, I was bummed out, I was sad, and I made the announcement on this show. I did not take it personally, but the listeners and viewers took that personally. <laughs> yes, they did. Hey, if you're listening or watching this show right now, when you guys took to the internet to say hashtag ESPN stinks for not allowing anybody to come on our show, you caused quite a Tiff, yeah, yeah, in the Disney world. I never responded. I never said anything. I didn't promote you guys doing what you did. But the people that listen to the show, the people that watch this show, take this show very personally. We are a part of our, our lives. I, I think we say that you guys are a part of our lives. I think you would say that we're a part of yours. And we are eternally grateful for you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And what led to all... What led from all of you kind of doing your thing on the internet, talking about no more Heelwani mm-hmm. and no more Orshlovsky, uh, mm-hmm. no more Rusini massacre, yeah, yeah. no more Jet Passing, mm. no more Dan Maziano. Oh. You know, when you guys started doing all that stuff, no Shefty. Obviously, it started to grow and grow and grow. There was articles getting written about it, and I think a lot of people were potentially sitting on a situation where they could potentially go after an institution that we all grew up with. ESPN was something we all watched. Obviously, we all watch Sports Center, and then once you see what it's kind of becoming and the, the things that they're doing and the decisions that we're making, I feel like a lot of people got onto this particular train and were like, yeah, this is bullshit, but not just this. There's a lot of other decisions that are being made over there that we think are bullshit. I want to let you know, I appreciate you guys going to bat for me, but I never felt as if this was something that would make me that upset because it's business. Now, in lieu of business... They came out and made a statement to Richard Deitch. Now, Deitch is a guy, he and Andrew Marchand are kind of like the media reporters, all right? They, they, there's uh, people that talk about sports, sports stooges, mm-hmm. us. Yep. There's people that talk about politics, politics stooges. There's those. Oh, yeah. Deitch and Marchand, I believe, are the media followers. They kind of get into that thing. Hmm. And Deitch immediately talked about this and said that he reached out to ESPN. There was no response. Then... I learned Saturday there was a response from ESPN, and reading it was very interesting to me. Uh, The the quote from ESPN to Richard Deitch, and we'll go through this line for line. We didn't intend to ban ESPN guests from the show, and there is certainly no ban going forward. Okay, so you certainly did intend to ban people from this show. Okay, like Mm -hmm. I'm not. I I wasn't even going to talk about this, but this is just a bullshit start here. (laughs) You did. Intend. I heard it from numerous people. Okay, you didn't intend for the backlash, which, by the way, I didn't. I didn't expect. I don't think you did either. Uh, there is certainly no ban going forward. Okay, from your side. All right. Uh, we are in the midst of figuring out the best process for future guests to appear on outside platforms. Okay, smart. Probably should have had that already in place. And Pat will continue to make regular appearances on ESPN shows. I don't know if that's accurate either. Yeah. So, yeah. so you start this thing with a falsehood, and mm-hmm. you end it with a falsehood. But in the middle there, I like that there's potential progress. Good job, Ian. Yeah, all right. Nice job. I did not call for this. Okay, I had a lot of people, t- uh, not a lot of people, I had a lot of people tweeting me like, hey, good job, you're going to get real things done over there. I'm like, hey, don't don't say good to me. This is people that watch this show. This is people that listen to this show. And I want to let you know, I am honored that you choose to watch and listen to us because you guys got this done. And by the way, this whole middle area, figuring out the process for people going on to other shows, that's great for ESPN as a whole. And there's this old... You know, because a lot of people reach out to me that were banned from my show, uh, potentially, and people that used to work at ESPN reach out to me. There's this old ESPN thing that was basically a radio thing that said, if 
somebody has an ESPN channel in the local area, no ESPN employees can go on any other channel in the area because if they're on that channel, they're not listening to ESPN radio. When it comes to this particular show, we are a YouTube show. And a lot of articles said that we're a SiriusXM show. We are, they license our show, but we are a YouTube strictly show. And there's a good chance that if somebody's watching our show, they're potentially also watching ESPN in the background. Mm-hmm. Or if they're not watching ESPN, guess what? They're learning about somebody who's potentially on ESPN that they might like, by the way. So maybe in the future, they see them on ESPN. Guess what they do? They stop and watch ESPN. So Mm -hmm. the fact that they're figuring out the best process going forward for other shows, I think that's smart because you're figuring out, guess what? Your business, which is good news for everybody to do. Now, whenever it says outside platforms, and we are getting linked in with a lot of different shows, and I I have learned uh, via tweets and comments from people, uh, Colin Cowherd tweeted me and said, welcome to the two-man club or whatever. I'm like, thank you, Colin. I appreciate that. So I guess ESPN guys aren't allowed on Colin's show. He's on Fox. Okay, obviously. Lebitard, I guess the same thing's happening with him. Dan Patrick, I guess the same thing happened with him. Rich Eisen, I guess the same thing happened with him. And it's an honor to be in conversations with all those OGs, okay? They're, but they all start at ESPN okay all of them every Mm -hmm. one of them started at ESPN I did not so although it is an honor to be in the same conversation with them you could see how they could potentially view that as a conflict of interest as a company that starts at ESPN then leaves ESPN to go elsewhere strictly immediately following the exit you could see how ESPN would be like we don't want to get this confused here that you're still working with us as this whole thing as our people are going over there so I think that's a little bit of a difference because our show was never a ESPN show never fucking will be an ESPN show, uh, but just strictly because they're FCC rules and everything like that. And maybe I'll continue to make appearances on ESPN shows if the host of the shows would like me to come on because the executives don't actually want me on the show. The host of the show want me on there. So with that being said, I'm happy we're past this. I'm happy they're figuring out their process going forward. And I'm happy for our ESPN friends over there that they'll get a chance when they're off the clock to potentially help build their brand in other places and showcase a side of them that they're not allowed to be on Mickey Mouse's screen. So, uh, a job well done to the listeners and viewers. You changed some lives here. You made some things better, and we appreciate it. With that being said, I'm banning ESPN from this show for at least a fucking week. The boys are here. At Tone Diggs is here. Boston Connors here. Ty Schmidt is here. Gumpy's in the chair. And ladies and gentlemen, not only is it March Madness this week, it's a free agency frenzy. It is Brinks Week. People are getting... Hey, baby! Great cash, homie. <laughs> okay, every time that thing backs into the screen, we will know that somebody just got paid. This morning or yesterday, Aaron Jones agreed to a deal. It was a four-year deal to go back to the Green Bay Packers. Nobody expected that to happen. Josina Anderson is reporting right now with text message from Buccaneers linebacker Shaq Barrett. He's going back to Tampa. Wow. Hashtag done decision. Congrats okay. to the world champions. The world champions get an absolute killer off the edge back. Uh, another Brinks truck announcement. Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet. Arizona Cardinals pass rusher Marcus Golden is staying in Arizona, source say, agreeing to terms on a two-year deal that pays him $9 million. After leaving Arizona, heading to the Giants, and getting traded back, the 30-year-old Golden elects to stay and call Arizona home. Congrats to Marcus right. Golden. J.J. Watt, Marcus Golden, Chandler Jones out there in the desert about to do damage. There's a lot of names that are going to go up for grabs here. They said 
in the first 30 to 45 minutes of the free agency tampering period, which just started 14 minutes ago, a lot of shit gets done. It's rumored that guys are going to be taking one-year deals to sign and win, hopefully. Look for the... Oh, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, there is another signing here on Brinks Week. It is now formally announced that... Ian Rappaport says the Lions in pass rusher Romeo Aquara are staying together as Aquara has agreed to three-year deal worth $39 million. After a career year with 10 sacks, he stays in Detroit and makes it his home. Yeah. Congrats, Foxy. Woo. The Detroit Lions are getting into the free agency Woo. game. Green Bay Packers keep Aaron Jones yes. home. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers keep Shaq Barrett down there. Now, what moves will they make? The Kansas City Chiefs are allegedly restructuring contracts. Patrick Mahomes is restructuring his contract. A man named Travis Kelsey is restructuring his contract so they can get some wiggle room. They can still sign people. Travis Kelsey, by the way, will be on this show in about 10 minutes oh. or so. Let's go. We'll talk to Travis Kelsey about his offseason. Obviously, the season did not end in its finest fashion for him or the Chiefs. I think enough time has allotted. I'm excited to hear where his headspace is at. The restructuring of the contract by he and Patrick Mahomes do a lot of favors to that Chiefs law. salary cap issue. Here we go. Teams are getting better, hopefully. There's a lot of players still out there. Tone Diggs, what are you thinking, Bob? Probably not a surprise in a loaded pass rushing market that the first three signings are pass rushers. I mean, you get to the quarterback, you win. You saw it in the Super Bowl. That's what happens. Yeah, well, it's interesting you say that. You get to a quarterback, you win, because offensive linemen, yeah. mm-hmm. it seemed like, are on their way out. Yeah. And now it is alleged the Patriots are back in conversations with Tooney, who yep. they franchise tagged last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Are they going to keep their guard around? Uh, Baltimore Ravens had a massive signing this morning on offensive line. Zeitler, after trying to fill in with Marshall Yonda's absence mm-hmm. last year, they bring in a high-paying guard for the Ravens. There's been some moves made here, but I think things are about to really heat up tight. I think we're going to have to change the backup thing, by the way, because that is a nightmare to listen to, especially <laughs> if it's going to happen on a regular basis. Ty. Aaron Jones is back with the Green Bay Packers. Nobody thought this could happen. I don't think anybody saw this coming. <laughs> Your thoughts immediately upon hearing that Aaron Jones is back in the backfield. Yeah, I was ecstatic because, like you mentioned, basically all last week and when uh, they mentioned that they weren't going to franchise tag him, I just I, I assumed he was gone. I mean, you know, it, like he's a fifth-round pick. He hasn't made much money, but he, he definitely took a pay cut to stay in Green Bay. But with the way these contracts are getting set up and all the funny money, like, I mean, wh- why not? You know, if he, has a, if, if he wants to stay there and play with Rodgers, why not? It's awesome. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm excited for him as well. They talked about guarantees only being like 13 or something mm-hmm. like that. So yep. who knows how that will all eventually play out with that whole thing. Drew Rosenhaus of Rosenhaus Sports who used to be the king of big money contracts, not a lot real things. Seems like he's really flipped his entire thing. Now he's trying to get more contracts, more signing bonus, blah, blah, blah. He's reporting Aaron Jones stays in there. Now, the big news of the weekend in the football world came from uh, children. Huh. Kids. Hmm, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I don't have any. All right, hope to someday, obviously, but yeah. I don't like being around them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, they no seem way. to come at me sure. a lot when I'm around. They can sense that I don't like them, so they just kind of, yeah. you know, get them to you. Get them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, ha, nothing. I'm like, <laughs> why are your hands so Actually, sticky? Why are you even? <laughs> why are you near me or whatever? And then there's always a good give and take. But this weekend's biggest news came from kids, kids that have an entire future ahead of them with their dad being a retired quarterback. Drew Brees announced his retirement after 20 years. Wow. Of 
He did it via an announcement with his kids. One of the kid uh, kids was the child that I saw on a jumbo screen mm-hmm. while walking off a Super Bowl field into the most miserable locker room of all time. He had the big, you know, the big ear things mm-hmm. on so he couldn't hear the booms and the explosion and the happiness. I've been reliving a lot of Drew Brees' success in that Super Bowl against the team that I was riding the coattails on. I should have a Super Bowl ring right now. But the man that retired just yesterday after 20 seasons in the NFL as the all-time leader in passing yards and pass completions, a 13-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ, and Super Bowl MVP who earned more than $269 million on the field. Damn has raised over $35 million to charitable causes, has partnerships with Nike, Microsoft, Pepsi, Procter & Gamble, Jimmy John's, that smoothie thing, (laughs) a bunch of other. A man that absolutely did it right, a man who, on the field, a man who was considered to be undersized, got kicked out of San Diego, almost went to Miami with Saban, shoulder wasn't good enough, goes to New Orleans under Sean Payton's tutelage and becomes an all-time great. The entire conversation now is, is he on... Is he on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks? Is he on top five quarterbacks of all time? I have no idea how you would judge top five quarterbacks of all time. I would assume that there's different ways to do it. Well, how many championships they got? Okay, so say goodbye to Dan Marino. Then Dan Marino's not in that conversation, which is a shame because he was a great quarterback, by the way. So it's a shame that you guys, just because of championships or whatever, then it's like, oh, well, he has one championship. Well, what's his average pass completion? His arm wasn't that strong. It's like, okay, so how do you judge it? I would say Drew Brees, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest of all time, not the greatest of all time, but there's only one of those anyway. So hell of a career. I'm not sure he and I would ever be friends off the field. I know Ty wouldn't be with him for sure, Mm -hmm. but a hell of a run. And I think the Saints are in the mayor of New Orleans are certainly happy that he's made his decision. And now the Saints can move forward with potentially Taysom Hill, who signs (laughs) a four-year, $140 million contract this weekend. All years voidable. Jeez. <laughs> what is that even? So did you sign a contract? It's fake. So if you sign a contract and all years avoidable, is that actually a contract or what is that? Oh, that is like a little tool the teams have been using so that you can just kick a signing bonus or money you owe down the road to put yourself into a better position. It's amazing that the New Orleans Saints have been able to get under the con- or under the salary cap. They were way over. They've had to cut a lot of people. They're restructuring contracts like this. Uh, Taysom Hill appears to be the next quarterback, but Jameis Winston also in conversations down there. They will have a competition allegedly, but that comes after Taysom Hill's $140 million contract. That is basically all bullshit mm-hmm. happens, which I think we're going to see a lot of this week as the salary cap gymnastics, as Ian Rappaport phrased it, will continue. Do we know when that actually will like catch up to them? It has be- to. Because otherwise, why wouldn't every team do it? Like, you know, I mean, with the Packers, with Aaron Jones, like sign him to a four-year $150 million contract and just void everything so i think the difference was the nfl and the nflpa came to an agreement because they saw the potential COVID thing in contract year-to-year disparity was allowed to be greater than 25 percent or something so there i don't know if it's 25 percent or what it is so it used to not be able to do this but now that the salary cap has taken a turn that it has because they weren't able to fill up any stadiums and they went down instead of going up which it has been doing for the last hundred years it's just been going up and up and up they made an agreement that contract uh, amounts were allowed to be differ, different year to year more than they ever have been in the past. So I think the NFL knew that teams were going to do something like this. Mm-hmm. The voidable year thing 
is going to inevitably catch up to somebody. Because we talked to Ian Rappaport, and we said, do the voidable years count? Like, does that count against the salary cap? They're like, they'll have to pay that off at some point, but they're just kind of pushing it down. That's going to catch up to you. You know, they say the easy way is something is always going to end up biting you in the ass because during the easy trip to the top, you skipped a lot of lessons that you had to get there. Mm -hmm. When you just start kicking things at some point, It'll get them. And I assume that's three, four years down the road. But if the salary cap's at $250 million at that point, I'm assuming most teams won't even care. Yeah, true. I guess I hadn't factored in, you know, like because they are planning for that. That's that's why they're in this position, because they didn't think there was any way that the salary cap was going to go down this year. No way at all. Uh, Shaq Barrett's money has just been announced here. He is staying in Tampa Bay. Uh, the Bucks are keeping pass rusher Shaq Barrett working out a four-year deal for up to $72 million dollars per Rosenhaus. He gets $36 million fully guaranteed. Shaq told Josina Anderson he was staying. Okay, so a $36 million guarantee for uh, Shaq Barrett, which is half of his contract down there in Tampa. I'm not sure they do signing bonuses in Tampa a lot. Feels like there are a lot of pay to play. Like, hey, you're going to get this. They restructured Tom Brady's contract into a signing yep. bonus to do this whole thing. So maybe I just completely backed it up. But that's not normally their go-to. $36 million in guarantees for Shaq Barrett, $13 million in guarantees for Aaron Jones, $49 million in guarantees, less than 12 hours into the tampering period for Drew Rosenhaus and Rosenhaus Sports thus <laughs> far. Good for him. Good day. Good for him. Joe Tooney of the Patriots, he's potentially going back to New England. That's got to be good news. A lot of money to be spent up there. Where is... Where is Juju Smith-Schuster? Oh. Where is Not New England. Hunter Henry going? Definitely New England. Where is, well, I think the thing about all these people is they're going to sign one-year deals. There's been a lot of yeah. reports that guys are thinking like, hey, I'm going to do a one-year deal. Now, if a two-year, three-year option comes with a lot of money, how do you turn that down? I don't know. I guess if it's avoidable bullshit contract. Yeah. But they're talking about a lot of one. Judon's up. Yannick Ngakwe's up. Jameis is obviously up. Gronkowski is currently Whoa. a free agent. Whoa. I mean, you're saying there's a lot in it. Kenny Galladay, where's he going to end up at? I mean, Bud Dupree, he's going to be a problem. Trent Williams, there's a lot of offensive lines that need some help. T.Y. Hilton, Antonio Brown. I mean, there is a lot of names out there that I think over the next few days we're going to learn a lot about. Well, and these free agents, too, who might want one-year deals, when you see that Shaq Barrett deal with a Bucks team who doesn't have a ton of cap, wouldn't you then want to ask for a four-year deal if you were thinking one year? Well, if you're the one-year deal allows you to become a free agent again, right? Yeah. Like, for instance, Chris Godwin. He got franchise tag down in Tampa. Mm -hmm. He didn't get to experience an actual free agency. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there isn't an actual free agency right now because the salary cap's where it at. I think there's a lot of guys that are like free agents that are like, okay, let's just do a, let's get to next year when it's an actual, when there's actually a frantic frenzy happening with free agency. You know what I mean? Real I market. That's what I would, if I was uh, one of those guys. Now, there's a lot of guys that are getting signed here over the next couple of days to minimum deals that are very happy to have a job. And those won't be in the headlines or the conversation, but they should be. That's um, right. They absolutely should be. Congrats to those guys. Yeah. And there's a lot of other guys that retired by that were forced into retirement here over the last couple of weeks. It wasn't really their decision like Drew Brees's. Congrats on hell of a run. Great career. Brother. Great job. Joining us now is a man who uh, all he does is go to Super Bowls. That's all he does. Mm -hmm. All he does is break records. Yep. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest tight end walking this earth right now incredible dancer okay he's a great mm -hmm. dancer and i believe this is potentially the first time he's speaking since the last season has ended ladies and gentlemen 
legend, Travis Kelsey. Yeah! yeah! And wakey, wakey, sunshine. How you doing, pal? It's currently uh, over here on the West Coast, boys. It's good to see you guys, man. And yeah, this is my first time coming on. Coming out underneath the rock that I was just under uh, for a while there after the uh, after the Super Bowl, man. But it's uh, it's good to see you guys, man. Well, it's good to it's good, it's good to come back to life uh, with you guys, man. Well, I told you last night that as soon as we heard that you were potential coming on, the boys and I were buzzing. The boys were yeah. buzzing. We yeah. are we are big Travis Kelsey fans over here. We appreciate you joining us this early morning, uh, nine forty one over here. It has come out now, Travis, and we'll talk about you know what happened after the Super Bowl and back to back Super Bowls. By the way hindsight 10 years down the road you'll look back you won't be as bummed as you were that's the worst game you can ever lose by the way because shortened off season it's a nightmare but it's come out that you restructured your contract as did chris jones and patrick mahomes to help out with the salary cap situation was that something you just understood was going to happen did they come to you because the way how does that whole thing pan out and i assume you were very quickly like yeah no problem let's do it yeah no i think um actually I haven't restructured yet. I think, uh, or I can't even say yet because they—they, they, I don't even know if they've really reached out to me about it. I think my uh, contract was right there, uh, in line with uh, with everything we wanted to do this year. So everybody else had to kind of restructure. I think Pat and uh, Chris Jones uh, both did uh, the restructure so that we could uh, we could shop a little bit this off season. Um, I think mine was just right in line. I think I think. Uh, so you did not. I don't think I don't have I don't think I have to do anything. Oh, <laughs> you should have just ran with it like you're a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I take yeah, like the haircut. You know what? That's the uh, anything for the team, guys. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you would do that, okay? Because oh, you're... I would if the, if it came to it, I would guaranteed I would without a doubt restructure and, and figure something out, man. Have you heard about these voidable years that have popped off? And did you know about this? This is becoming the new craze in the NFL. Like, for instance, Taysom Hill just signed a four-year, $140 million deal, all years voidable. What does that even all? Yeah, good. Oh, that, oh, oh time, time. can you say those numbers again? Okay, so Taysom Hill, quarterback, BYU, now at the New Orleans Saints. He's uh he- He's a quarterback now? Is he a tight end? <laughs> hey, if those are tight end numbers, you're not restructuring. Not restructuring at all. We are uh, renegotiating this whole thing. No. So they had to do, everybody's been doing these salary cap gymnastics, and they've been adding, adding in these voidable years, which I guess mean absolutely bullshit at the end. Did you know about this? Have you ever heard about this? And was that a conversation with you whenever you were doing your deal? No, no. I think um, I think I... It just went right over my head, man. I'm, I don't know anything about these voidable years, man. I'm just uh, I, me neither. I just knew. I just know you, you you play, you get paid. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> the voidable years is this new weapon everybody's using because the salary cap became a big problem for everybody. Let's talk about your team, though. You guys are not in trouble at all, actually. Allegedly, I mean that same report that said you redid your deal is wrong. They said that twenty million dollars is available now, but you guys getting back to the Super Bowl after winning the Super Bowl is not easy at all. That is a very difficult challenge. Even no matter how good your team is, you have to get lucky health wise and everything like that. When you guys were going through this season, did you feel as if okay, it's Super Bowl or bust? And is that how you guys have to view it now because you guys have already won one and kind of been titled the next dynasty? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I think it was Super Bowl or bust uh, when we were my first year with the Kansas City Chiefs. I, th- I think that's just kind of been Coach Reed's um, mindset, and, and, and 
he presents that challenge to everybody in the building, man. And it, it's, it goes from every player to every coach to to even even the front office side of things. Um, if we're not winning the Super Bowl, if we're not going to the Super Bowl, it's just it. It's not. It's it's a failure. It is what it is. And and with that mindset, with that, with the the goal, the end goal being that. Um, you have no choice but to keep getting better and to keep striving for greatness. And uh, sure enough, I mean, a sour taste, taste is in my mouth for how the season ended last year and um, really just fired up to get things uh, going back in the right direction and, uh, and just playing football again, man. I've had to relive the Drew Brees Super Bowl win, right, which is my rookie year. We lose. I did nothing to get us to the Super Bowl or to lose the Super Bowl, (laughs) which, by the way, is good news. Okay, it's good news. But after the Drew Brees celebration, you go into that locker room. It was the most miserable place I'd ever been in my entire life. I had never seen a locker room like that. It was a lot of older guys, I think, that understood, like, hey, this team isn't going to be here again next year. This is not an easy thing to do. Everybody disappeared for like a month they went to other countries they went low laid low it is very difficult to lose a super bowl especially when you got a good squad how was the locker room afterwards was there any optimism at all who spoke there was a really like how was that entire feeling because that is a fucking heartbreaker there in that entire moment yeah man i um i i, I say it like this man you ever just wake up on sunday and got your ass beat by a bunch of guys you never thought you'd get your ass beat by um, yeah. that's exactly what just happened. I mean, we, we, we never thought that was going to happen. I, I think, um, the, I, I, I don't, I don't think the score of that game is, is true to who we are and, and, and where we rank in terms of, uh, being a great team and, um, being as good as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, it was just kind of a, you know, the situation is what it is. And, uh, and we have to live with that. We have to try and get better because of it. And, um, you know, that's 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 all we can kind of take from it right now. It's just, you know, uh, it is what it is. And, and and hopefully, you know, in my mind, hopefully we're there next year and Tampa Bay's there next year so that we can go ahead and uh, and, and, and go after it again, man. That's all I that's all that's really uh, inside my uh, ingrained in my heart right now is just, you know, work your tail off and get back there next year because uh, that what we just put on uh, display um, I don't think that's our best effort, man. Yeah, well, and, and by the way, those types of things are going to happen. Uh, did you? You probably haven't. I never watched the Super Bowl back that we lost, but have you seen the photos of what Patrick Mahomes was doing in that fucking game? Have you seen the? <laughs> have you seen a photo of him completely sideways doing that thing? Is it like every game is just like, oh, this guy is the guy? Like, is there things behind the scenes too that we don't get to see that it's like, yo, this is the guy? Like, is he like that all the time, or just showtime happens? Is he off the field the same exact guy you would want to be? The guy of the NFL, which is what he is, I think, for the next like, 15, 20 years at this point. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, every time he puts the helmet on, man, it's just who he is. It's ingrained in him to, to compete, um, to put everything out there on the line every single time. Um, Pat's, Pat's a special guy in terms of that, man. And I, you know what? It's just uh, it doesn't sit right that, that, that we all went out there and, and had a game that, uh, that wasn't our best game. And I know that uh, – if anybody's motivated, 1-5 is more motivated than anybody in the world to, to get back out there and try and get another Super Bowl, get to another Super Bowl, uh, the third one in a row, man. Listen, I got a lot of respect for all your teammates, okay? But uh, as a person that bet on the Chiefs a lot this year, <laughs> it felt like any time a play had to be made, third down, red zone, an entire drive, you and him connected. 
And I don't know if that's something that you think about. Like, hey, whenever there seems to be a play that needs to be made, it feels like the ball is coming to me on a regular basis. But this year, you took your game to a whole nother level. How how, how are you going to be able to duplicate what the fuck you did last year? You're getting old now, dude. You're getting yeah, old. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're becoming an old man now. You know what I mean? You dominated last year, dude. It was awesome to watch. Just like your best season yet. How do you build off of that? Um, first off, I get my old ass in the cold tubs. Heard <laughs> <laughs> it, it saves a, a few years at the end. So I'm going to go ahead and start with that. And just, I don't know, just, um, you know, I've been very fortunate that, uh, that I've had the opportunities that I've had here in Kansas City. And it is what it is. Guys aren't getting the tight ends, having aren't getting the ball thrown to them like I am in Kansas City. And, and to have that opportunity to build that trust with the guys in the building, uh, with the coaches to be able to, you know, be there for Pat on that third down and whatever when we need it the most. Um, I take pride in that, man, and I, I've been very fortunate to have that, have those opportunities come my way. And, um, you know, I'm just going to keep working my tail off in the building and showing everybody that, that, that I do take pride in that and that I do, you know, want those opportunities when, when the time's right, man. I saw you throwing your body in front of people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Just fire those hips, man. <laughs> what do you get your brother? You and your brother just line up. You're like, all right, I, I got to start blocking people easier, Jason. How do I, how do I, how do I leverage the hell out of this thing? You know, you did start throwing your body a little bit more this year. Well, I mean, that's just. I, I, I took it upon myself, and I think it's going to keep getting better as as the course of my career goes on. I, um, and that's just me as a as a football player, as a person, man. I, I feel like there's always room for improvement. And and you know I think I think I've been kind of because of how good uh, George Kittle and a guy like Gronk or because of how good they are at blockers I think um, it's kind of you know it's been whatever I've taken some heat for being a bad blocker oh. and, and, and on me it's on me to you know show everybody that I that I want to do that for my teammates that I can be hey. that for my teammates you hear and, that you know, too I'm huh just, I'm going out there and I, I got to do whatever I got to do to. Uh, get north, get that ball in the end zone. Man. Do you hear that? Do you hear that you said I've been, people have said, it seems like you do hear that type of criticism, huh? Yes, without a doubt. Well, I, 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 and honestly, I love the criticism because it helps me become a better player. It gets me to understand, you know, what I have to do to, to become better. And um, I don't know, I take pride in, in being an all-around football player, man. A lot of people saying a lot of dumb shit out mm. there, Travis. What do you got, Tom? Yeah, Travis, speaking of, speaking of blocking, with you guys losing both tackles, do you assume that you're going to have to help a little bit more in that aspect this upcoming season? Chip, chip, chip. Um, If, that, if that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do. I think uh, I got full trust that, that Brett Beach and the front office and Coach Reed are going to gather up the best offensive line that we could possibly get uh, with the free agency and the draft coming up. Um, and, and just everybody coming back healthy and, and ready to rock and roll this year. I think, uh, you know, Schwartz, Fisher, I mean, I, I love those guys to death, man, and, and it ripped my heart out to see those guys go. I, I don't even know what it means to be an NFL player and not be Eric Fisher's teammate. I mean, we came in huh. the same same year, uh, got drafted the same year, the, the first year that Coach Reed uh, stepped his uh, big foot in the building. And, and I think it's uh, – I think it's you know, it's definitely uh, it's definitely something I've cherished being being here all eight years and uh, and for me to be the the last Mohican man, the last one standing <laughs> of, of 
of the original cast, man, it's uh, it's definitely something prideful. But I, I I'm I'm gonna miss the hell out of out of Fisher, Schwartz, and even uh, Anthony Sherman. You guys are familiar with the the, oh, yeah. the fullback that just retired. So right, we're, uh, we're gonna truck. we're gonna miss some uh, we're gonna miss some guys. That's for dang on sure. But uh, but you know. Football is going to be played, man, so we just got to go out there and fire up, man. Last week was deemed a massacre week, and then it's happening here because guys are getting cut left and right out of nowhere. That's the NFL that, like, I think it's publicized more this year because it's bigger names, but every single year the amount of turnover on a team is insane. That's why getting back to the Super Bowl, even though you guys have a bunch of big-name players, is unbelievable. Travis, I appreciate your time this early-ass morning over there in L.A. Enjoy your day. Hey, and if Taysom Hill's getting four for 140, yeah. like, yes. is he an H-back? What is he? Ah. uh, They're all voidable, though. (laughs) Yeah, you got to start getting some snaps in, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, Travis. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Go back to bed, man. You're the best. Most guys have tried a lot of different ways to, you know, try to last a little bit longer when making love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Think about your baseball team. That's a boring sport. That'll turn me off, right? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe you start listing off cities and states. Maybe you start doing the alphabet backwards. Whatever you end up doing, you need to not do it anymore. Knock it off. Not if it's going to work. Uh-uh. Okay? You're, before the time you get to the, the shortstop, it's already happened. Good. All right? That's right. What you need is a real tag team partner whenever you're going in there. And our friends at Roman created just that with Roman Swipes. Roman Swipes are a swipe that comes in a discreet unmarked package uh, that shows up at your door. Then it's in a tiny little packet that you put in your pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Then right before it's time to make some love, right before it is time to go ahead and try to procreate, mm-hmm. maybe. Whenever it's time to go and put on a show, uh, you go ahead and go ahead and rub the swipe on. Uh, it'll it'll dry. It'll not transfer to your partner at all Ooh. and then you just have time of your life yeah get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee jesus that's get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee no mm-hmm. spaces uh and you can get your first month of swipes for just five dollars when you choose a monthly plan all right shout out to roman shout out to you shout out to get roman.com forward slash pat mcafee Uh, It is in the middle of a tampering period where Brinks trucks are arriving all around the NFL. Last week was a massacre. This week, people are getting rich. A tight end in New England is the headline from At My Sports Update. Former Titans tight end Jonu Smith is signing with the Patriots on a four-year $50 million deal with over $31 million fully guaranteed per Adam Schefter. After getting nothing out of the tight end position since Gronk left and trading his ass away for a ninth rounder. John who is coming. You've been calling and asking for a tight end in New England for a long time. Hunter Henry was a potential option. Uh Instead, you go with John who Smith, number 81 of the Tennessee Titans last year. Name might not be that big. Plays were made by this guy, Mm -hmm. though. A stud is going up to New England. Maybe he and Cam be can figure out how to run an offense oh, yeah. together. Okay. Hey, Hunter Henry who? I was screaming Hunter Henry because I really wanted John U. Smith. Yeah. And now we got you him. You did not even know John U. <laughs> Smith oh, existed. Yeah, you had I no did. idea who he was. Yeah, I did. No he's clue. Fan, he's Tannehill's favorite target after A.J. Brown. And, but he's, he's Tannehill's favorite target. And, and after A.J. Brown and? Derrick Henry. And? 
No, no, Corey. Corey did. Yes. No, yes. no, no, he's yes. above Corey. No way. Yeah, Anyways, doesn't matter. He's going to be number one or number two or maybe even number three after this free agency for Cam Newton or whoever the quarterback is up there. This is good news that the Patriots are investing in the offense. A lot of people maybe hate the Patriots. I understand that. They were great for a long time. There's a lot of shit that kind of floats around the Patriots mm-hmm. whenever you think of the Patriots. Who's the old guy up in the booth? You know, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of things that you, plus a lot, you know, Bill and uh, this whole thing. But they have not invested in that offense for a long time. It's one of the... I'm outside the building looking in. I think it's probably one of the biggest causes for the massive falling out between Tom and Bill. Tom knew that there was nobody on the offense, felt like the team wasn't investing in the offense. So what does that mean? That means Bill's not investing in the offense. He's the one that puts the team together. He's also the head coach that you have to work with on a daily basis. He's also the person that doesn't really listen to your ideas, which probably revolve around bringing in another player, which is why when Antonio Brown came to town, come to my house, come, you can stay here. Then as soon as that, that thing ends the way it does because of a massive accusation that I'm not sure has been handled. Hopefully it does get handled uh, in his, you know, whichever way, justice or the other way, whatever you got to do. But I think that is a massive cause for the reason why Tom and Bill had a falling out. If that offense continues to be good with weapons that they've had in the past or maybe can keep up with other teams, you assume Tom will deal with all the bullshit as long as we're continuing to win. Once they stopped winning and once the offense stopped looking like a elite offense, it seemed like that was potentially the beginning of the spiraling out of control between Tom and Bill's relationship. Now, they have a lot of respect for each other obviously but there seems to be a lot of smoke in the conversation that two alphas two of the super most competitive people of all time most successful people of all time could potentially come into a little bit of a disagreement over things after 20 years of very high success the goats at either of their position now they're getting back into the offensive game is this bill admitting fault is this bill saying i fucked up for a long time we got to get better i'm gonna swallow my pride like i've done which is why we are good i'm willing to change and adapt game to game let alone year to year is this bill saying yeah we fucked up we gotta fix some things well that i think absolutely is true and also he probably looked at his draft record when it comes to drafting dudes on the offensive side of the ball where it's like hey both the tight ends we took last year didn't do a goddamn thing in the past season so why not go get a guy who's already established in free agency like we usually do on the defensive side of the ball, but let's just move that to offense and let's see what happens. Stephon Gilmore is allegedly still on the block to be traded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to move him because he's got one year left at $9 million or something like that in top-end corners, which he is, are like 18 to $20 million a year. They're not going to pay him that in the future, so Bill Belichick has always been a, if I can get something for you, as opposed to go to the end of the road together, he's going to do that. So when Stephon Gilmore goes, maybe there's more picks, maybe there's more offensive weapons, Maybe they bank on the guys that opted out because Uncle COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they bank on those guys coming back on the defensive side of the ball and handling things. But you got to be pretty thrilled about this. Still don't know who the quarterback is. Well, I still don't know who the quarterback is. Cam Newton's the quarterback. Now we finally okay. got him a weapon. How come everybody that is reporting about this is like they're still going to be in conversations at the quarterback position? Is that strictly because of the price tag they're paying Cam as opposed to what every other starting quarterback's being paid? I figured it was the same thing that was like last year. Like last year he came in and was like, oh, well, it's still a competition. And Nobody they, thought that, right, no, last year? We were well, all, we were all no, told that he, Stidham was a good he, quarterback. That was the conversation, though, was that it's a competition. With New England people, right? Yeah, well, I, I think across the board, because it's Bill Belichick, everybody has to earn their spot every single year. But, I mean, if he's getting $14 million, the guy is going to start at quarterback. Unless we and, trade Gilmore to maybe – Sam Fran, and hey, come on, Jimmy G. And when Julian Edelman 
got hurt this year and then wasn't playing in games. Yeah. Oh, so you would want Jimmy G. See, you just did it right there. Yeah. Cam yeah. Newton is quarterback until he's not quarterback. <laughs> we love that's competition. The question I asked you. We love competition. <laughs> no, that's you just making up some bullshit lie because I knew how you actually felt. And you finally got that out of I the love end. Cam. At the moment, he is the starter, but the moves can still be so made. So you take Jimmy G over Cam Newton? Uh, if he plays better in camp, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> let's take it to training camp. Okay, okay, let's get back to Cam Newton, though. Let's get back to Cam Newton, though, okay? Because, yeah. I mean, you're... Now, how can anybody trust anything that that mustache has come out from underneath? What it? do you mean? I'm just, I'm just telling you how it is. Yeah, in the moment, but then you're finally going to get to your real feelings at the very end, which yeah. is what you did. Yeah, Cam Newton's a quarterback, paid him fifteen or fourteen million dollars. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Now, if they do trade for Jimmy G, which allegedly they're still in those conversations, mm-hmm. which is what started that whole conversation. But if you look at Cam Newton last season, not good at football. The New England Patriots offense, not great at football, no. okay? And Cam actually went out to saying, I ain't going out like that. Like, that is not how it's going to end, especially after an MVP-like career. Mm-hmm. I mean, just he's had major highs. Last year was not that. COVID came through. However it came through early, kind of affected everything, it felt like. But aside from Julian Edelman, who got hurt halfway through the year, who was he throwing the ball to last year? Uh, Doughboy, Nikhil Harry, uh, Zubin Mahenti, Jacoby Myers, uh, couple other no-names that you never even heard of. Probably not in the NFL anymore. <laughs> but, with, but, but they had a hell of a career. They had yeah. a good year. Hell of a year as a Patriot. Patriot way. Yeah. That's right. They could teach and coach the Patriot way if they oh, had yeah. to. There was nobody for him to throw the ball to. And now there were some throws that I don't even – if they had Galladay, Randy, mm-hmm. Julio, Anybody, Megatron, Megatron, you, Devonte. Mm-hmm. I don't. There were some throws I don't think would go there. But man, if you're a quarterback, it has to be a lot more comforting whenever you have somebody who's a dude out there and you know. Which, by the way, goes back to Tom Brady saying to similar group of wide receivers, "I need you to be faster, yeah. mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. explosive. Mm-hmm. Need you to get open." <laughs> that was on sideline of a game. Not the beginning of the year, middle of the year. After AB. Primetime television. We stink, Tom. And he was trying to be as professional as possible because I think everybody talks about how much of a leader he is yeah. and how, you know, every day it's a let's go, let's go, we're in this thing together, my guys. That moment right there, I think looking back on it, was probably quite a sign of frustration that Tom had at the time. Imagine if they bring in John o. Smith whenever Tom Brady was quarterback. They probably could go, you know, Gronk and John o. there. Yeah. That's Aaron Hernandez, well, Gronk again. Oh, my God. Brock Here we comes go. out of retirement. Would have been huge. But now, like you said, Edelman only played six games last year. You got Edelman. You got Myers, who ended up with a pretty good year. Smith, if you had one more wide receiver, the New England team as a whole, all of a sudden, creeping back in there with the Bills. Oh, uh, uh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Johnny know. Smith comes oh, through. Yeah. All of a sudden. Oh! oh. oh. I like that. I like that. I like that. The, the, that thing's better yeah. than the beep, beep, beep. <laughs> because I do believe Brinksweek is going to get pretty active yeah. because people do have to spend money and there's a lot of free agents that have to go places. Last week, Massacre Week, was it? I mean, it was a massacre, okay? A lot oh, of guys yeah. lost jobs. We didn't love it. But it didn't come at the volume that we expected. It could continue today. But today is all about Brinksweek. People are getting paid. Who got Paid uh, at my sports update. Patriots are signing former Dolphins run stuffing D tackle Devon Godshow on a two year, $16 million deal per Schefter. Woo! New England is bringing it. So now they get a D tackle back. When was the last one you had? It was the guy that. Uh, Larry Guy. N- what do you mean? Oh, yeah, you're right. We had Larry right. Guy last year. All right. Let's yes. go. Sorry, I was thinking Will Fork. Yeah. True. Uh, I, I was thinking Will Fork, but you're right. Lawrence Guy. Also an absolute stud. He is a free agent. So yeah. they're going to have so, to right. so bring in, obviously, 
his replacement. Devone here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this guy, uh, Gumpy, you know much about him. Good player. The defense on the Dolphins was something that people yeah. talked about being good last year. Kyle Van Noy, gone. Who else gone? Shaq Lawson. Shaq Lawson, gone. Got traded out of there to Houston to bring in somebody else. I guess that's uh, pretty good. And now we got uh, Davin Godshow. He was good. He got hurt last year, but he was very good. Devon? Devon? God show. Does any, I like he's God good, show. He's a good, he's a good player. <laughs> oh, he's a, God he's show. A very good player. That That's French, a French yeah. at the end there. G-O-D-C-H-A-U-X. And Go for those of us that have taken a French class, Joe. Yeah, Go yeah. Tiger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's... Uh, Dev- oh, so if it's French, then, we got to think. Anyways, oh. great player. Leaving Miami. That Miami Dolphins team with... Two, three weeks ago, talking about excitement. Yeah. Maybe in Deshaun Watson trading. Maybe two is the quarterback. Maybe he's not. Are we up in the fits? Cool. Kyle Van Noy, gone. Oh. Uh, Shaq, gone. See you later. This guy, not coming back. Oh, my God. Is it doomsday for Dolphins yet again? Are the... Z, can't have it. I thought you pointed at me. That's on me. Z, I did not. I never... <laughs> Never. I, I thought that was a point. Yeah, Z, can't have it. Whenever there's music actually played, I thought... Can't have going. it. Um, what's that, Diggs? Fun fact. Uh, this makes Jesus. Jonas Smith the third highest paid tight end behind Kittle and Kelsey. And then this is the most Belichick has ever spent on a pass catcher. Johnny, 12.5. The next highest is Wes Welker at 9.5 a year on a tag. Randy Moss was $9 million a year. Uh, Trent Telford was supposed to join us 10 minutes ago. He is off it out. Trent. What the hell, Trent? So you got some tape to run through? Did he get? Did oh, we? Is that did no. he get banned from our? Did his? Oh, oh, no. No. They got him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Probably reloading the uh, COVID sanitizer. I down did. There. I did forget that they had a uh, a COVID gun. Yeah. Yeah. He beat it. Anti-COVID gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, COVID cannon. Who said that? You said that. That should be used more often. The <laughs> COVID cannon. Mm. I mean. Hey, St. Patrick's Day was wide open this past oh, week. Oh, yeah. my God. Hey, there was videos of brawls in the street. Drunk whites were brawling with other drunk whites on the streets in numerous cities. It feels like now you got 40,000 people in that Texas Rangers stadium. You got, you got titties out and fights <laughs> yeah. happening all over Indianapolis. Other cities are having melees at this point. Uh, and everybody seems... I didn't see a mask or social distancing amongst a lot of people. Are cities back? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Feels like it. Are cities back? I saw a packed club in Florida this weekend. Really? Packed. Nobody Did it look mask. like Wuhan, that pool party? Yeah, yeah oh. it looked like Wuhan. With the lights and everything. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's great to be back, huh? Woo! That's awesome. <laughs> Swipe again. Get your stimulus check. Yeah! Right to the bar. Woo! How much are these bottles? Mm. Way too much. Mm. But we'll pay. Mm. Who gives a fuck up? Mm. I got the pouchy ouchie. Ouchie. Oh, man. What an idiot. Nick went back to Pittsburgh and uh, ran into a Yinzer. And that Yinzer said that he's getting the vaccine and he calls it the Fauci Alchi. <laughs> I'm getting Fauci out. Jesus. <laughs> Trent's on a plane. Trent's on a plane. Ah, jeez. Oh, he apologizes. Well, Trent's on a plane. Probably hadn't get his vaccine. Yeah. Probably being safe. I bet he Fauci. Fauci Fauci. Good man. Let's go to the phones. Jordan. Jordan in Ohio. What's going on? 
What's happening, Patton boys? Hey, just hanging out, Jordan. How are you, pal? Doing all right, doing all right. First off, I just wanted to say uh, thanks. You were, uh, I was the first person you called in your uh, one of McAfee's Millions giveaway. Oh, Jordan. Sure. Thank you and the boys. Hey, thank, congratulations and thank you for winning, pal. We appreciate the hell out of you. We'll do a lot more. Hey, we'll do more. Uh, Jordan, what do you want to talk about? The uh, question I have is with the Steelers looking like they won't be able to have the cap room to sign or re-sign anybody notable, does Big Ben have to get back to slapping his baloney for them to win anything? That's oh. a great question, Jordan. Sometimes to go <laughs> forward, you got to go back. They do say that, and <laughs> Juju, Juju, Juju is probably not going to be a Steeler. Probably not. And allegedly, Juju has been telling his teammates he's probably not going to be a Steeler, Mm -mm. which is obviously much to the happiness of Diggs and the others who hate the Juju Bees and Juju Smith-Schuster era in Pittsburgh. But Juju put out a tweet and said, no matter what happens this week, (laughs) if I'm back or if I'm somewhere else, just know that I will never see Pittsburgh as just four years of my life, but a part of who I am. I'll always carry that tough blue collar spirit for the rest of my life. I love you, Pittsburgh. Hashtag 412. Then a couple, I think it's either high five hands or praying hands. Oh, yeah. Okay, depending upon who you talk to, there are the super emoji people that are like, those are actually not praying hands. Those are high five hands. Whoa. There's people that say that, but I think it's used in like a prayer thank you high five all in one. I believe that is how it is, is used. And the thing about it is, Here's the church. Here's the steeple. Look inside. See all the people. You know ah, what I mean? So that's kind of what I'm point. talking about. And hearts. I like to believe that Juju meant that tweet, okay? Sure. And that Juju will go somewhere else. And it's not because Juju didn't want to stay. It's because Juju is going to make money to go somewhere else. And this is a business. But boy, COVID Cowboy yeah, sure. is dancing on this entire no, situation. Yeah. He took his Ju- Juju bean keeper suit off. Mm-hmm. And now he's just living in his glory over there because Juju is going to be signed somewhere else probably within the next day or so. Yeah, I just don't know how we got here, Pat. Oh, jeez, I mean, this guy. Okay. Yeah, skipped yards skipped into the office Was a team morning. MVP as a sophomore, and then the last two years fumbled away some seasons oh, and stuff whoa, like that. But whoa. I'm just glad he's taking the blue-collar spirit with him because that's who I thought him and the Beast have been disrespecting the most is the blue-collar people and steel workers. That's who you went to bat for to <laughs> begin with. Yeah. It was a part of your little speech thing that you did with what do you mean the, a little speech thing? i'm sorry your <laughs> heart from my felt, heart yeah, yeah thank yeah. you your heartfelt diatribe in a beekeeper suit that had a cowboy hat on top of it <laughs> i do believe in that speech you talked about the blue collar spirit Correct. of pittsburgh and juju says i'm gonna take that spirit you're right and i'm gonna go run somewhere else with it a little piece of pittsburgh always ends up a part of you yeah. even if you go back for just a weekend that's the rust in the water bingo mm-hmm. and the experiences the things you see the things you hear the places you witness you know and yeah the places you witness is exactly what i meant to say you always take a little pittsburgh with you no matter where you go that's why i used to take vacations back to pittsburgh in the off season mm-hmm. you know see the friends of course let me get a little bit of this get let me get a little Steve. bit of this here before i go back so he's been there for four years right in the middle of it by the oh, way yeah. playing on the field that Bane blew up yeah. okay, right in the middle of fucking That's Pittsburgh right. Gotham. He yeah. has been in there. So four years of Pittsburgh will change a man, and it's for the better. Congrats to Juju wherever he goes. I hope he gets the most amount of money possible. And I do believe he would have stayed in Pittsburgh if the money 
would have been available. Two years ago, I would have, I would have taken a bullet for that man. When, when A.B. was calling him Boo Boo Schuster when he was the MVP, <laughs> yep. there was that separation. I love that man. I just don't know what happened in the last two years. And I, it was a good run. Oh, I remember him fondly, but oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. bet you will. Good okay. times come to an end. Good times do come to an end, like this first segment of Hour 2. <laughs> We're not a big seg show, but boy, this segment has ended. Mm-hmm. Good luck. You know, Trent Dilfer was supposed to be on this one. I know. I, mi- I will miss Trent today. I was excited for Trent. Yeah. Yesterday, while I was celebrating my buzzer beater three <laughs> that covered Ohio State plus six. Sucker! Foxy. What's that, Foxy? How does that happen? I don't know. I've never been on like that side of it before. Oh, that was brutal. This is March. Oh, I needed that one. Bro, this is March. Bro, we lost by six, okay? We lost by six in my head. Yeah. I'm calling AJ and telling him that this is his fucking fault because he wouldn't I.O. <laughs> so my wife, immediately upon hearing that phone, she's like, oh, here we go. She pulls out the, the camera to start filming. And literally, as it hits like its second ring, I'm about to give him a full on, you're a, you're a despicable alumni of Ohio. Like, I was going to give a full thing. He wasn't going to answer, but uh, I was preparing. I see that guy run down 1.9, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.6, 0. 0.5, leave yeah. his hand. Cleanest three I've ever seen. I'm like, hang up. Are you fucking? Are you kidding? I have never experienced that side of it before like that. I've been on your side. Oh, plenty. It terrible. feels like everybody's always Too like, many. It, let me tell you, boys. Hey, Red Rover, Red Rover, when you come on over, <laughs> bro, amazing. Yes. It is amazing. What a over. bad way to start March for me. Just what? absolutely terrible. In March, this is your whole life. Oh, oh God. Now, True. Watch your mouth. True. Foxy (laughs) is a destined failure when it comes to betting. That's why the fade Fox thing is so (laughs) alive. There's a bet right now, though, on FanDuel. If you're in a state where FanDuel is available, spread the love for Michigan State UCLA playing game. Listen, none of us want to bet on Michigan State, okay? It's not something any of us want to do. They don't even have the same name they used to have just a week ago, okay? They're a brand new team now presented by Rocket Mortgage. Mm -hmm. Foxy wants to bet on Michigan State because that's where he went and all that shit. Right now, we need you to bet on Michigan State strictly because in the Spread the Love campaign that FanDuel does, the more people that make that bet, the bigger the spread goes. It's at like plus five and a half right now. Mm -hmm. That thing will probably get up to plus 100 to plus 200. Mm -hmm. No matter when you bet, you are a part of it, and you get the final spread at the end of that thing. We've done it in Indiana a couple times. We got up to plus like 80-something for the Saints game. Mm -hmm. It's just free money going into March Madness. So although Foxy fucking stinks, he has a Guaranteed win with the Spread the Love campaign on FanDuel Sportsbook app. Available in your state. Go and get it. If we're not available in your state, we're trying to get there. We cannot wait to. Brink's truck has backed up, and it is backed up once again to a player that is going to the New England area. The Patriots have now finalized a deal for Ravens pass rusher Matt Judon. Sources say Ian Rappaport is reporting that. So not only... Do the Patriots bring back Cam Newton? Not only do the Patriots bring in a tight end, they're paying 30-some million. Now they're bringing in Matt Judon from Baltimore, who is an absolute problem on the field. Boston Connor celebrating as if the Patriots are back back. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think they're still going to need a couple more pieces, but damn, Bill is making some moves. His dog's sitting at the computer, allegedly, via Twitter post. Yep. But they are making moves in New England right now, AJ. What kind of deal do you think he got? I mean, he—I would assume it's pretty good. 
What if it's a one-year deal? Huh? Oh, it's a big deal. Four. Yep. Patriots oh. are signing outside linebacker Matt Judon to a four-year, $56 million contract, including $32 million over the first two years per source. A massive deal for the former Ravens standout. Tom Palacero is reporting. Look at the Patriots. <laughs> Patriots are spending money. The Patriots understand that their roster was nowhere near where it needed to be if they wanted to succeed again. Mm-hmm. Now they're... You know, they got opt-outs coming back from the COVID. You got Judon joining the squad. He is a, I assume, great leader of that Baltimore Ravens defense. Raises a lot of hell. You bring in a tight end. You got Cam Newton. Connor, your first thoughts. Uh, I mean, I can't believe it's only day one. It feels like we've done a whole entire free agency in one single day, and we still have 30 million 30 plus million. You don't have no cap. idea how much money you have. From from these numbers, <laughs> starting have, at 65 today. You have no idea. Minus the 12 and the 8. Yeah, you we have got plenty. You have no idea how still much money. Plenty of money, though. We haven't spent all 60. 32 million in the next two years for that guy. Yeah, that'll yeah. be fine. We'll kick that can down the road, too. Yeah, avoidable years. I, I did hear we're giving him a four year, $500 million contract next year, all four avoidable. So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier-to-use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sports book going for a lot of reasons most of them what I just said uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel obviously there are so many different ways to win there's more things to bet on their boosts seem to always hit which is just fucking themselves over time and time again uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook and you will too if you haven't used it yet use it nah also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel, shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is potentially the reason why the Ohio State Buckeyes lost to the Fighting Illini in the mm. Big Ten Championship. But a man who has won a Super Bowl and a college football national championship, ladies and gentlemen, AJ. Yay! Yay! AJ, yeah, man, it was a heartbreaker, wasn't it? But, hey, we're, we're saving it for the tournament. Listen, lost by three. I'm cool with it. You do what you got to do over there. The fact that you refused all weekend to say I.O., you left the O.H. chant just stranded on base. You had that thing sitting out in the middle of space and never brought it back. People are saying that when a prestigious alumni like yourself disrespects the school that they went to like that, there's no chance they will win a championship. And that saying holds to be true this weekend with your actions. Uh, uh, Basically all three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh, I, I doubt uh, the FaceTimes are going to continue, will they? You know, as Ohio State goes through the tournament? Well, listen, I do have them winning early. <laughs> <laughs> I have them winning early, which, by the way, I don't know if you've signed up yet, AJ. We need you to do it. We are holding a $51,000 bracket bonanza. Yay! 
Um, we are hoping to be the biggest bracket on the March Madness Live app, which is the NCAA's official blah, blah, blah. You get it. <laughs> if this becomes the biggest bracket bonanza challenge on the app, by the time the play-in games start on Thursday... Uh, that'll be up to $75,000. That's right. Be a friend, tell a friend, get into this thing. The winner wins at now 51000 If it's the biggest bracket on March Madness Live, which you do have to sign up for, which is a pain in the ass. I had to do it this morning. I was not thrilled about it. It's a quick process. And then it's a very easy to navigate app. They actually did a good job. If we have the biggest one on that app, $75,000. Yeah. And if that thing gets up to 50,000 people by the time the play-in games start on Thursday. It'll be a $100,000 bracket bonanza. Wow. We'll be giving out six figures, too. Well, you're probably going to get taxed the shit out of that, yeah. so we'll drop down to five figures, but we'll be giving that out to one winner. AJ, are you pumped or what? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm through the roof excited about this situation you have. So the toughest thing is probably just signing up for the app, right? And then I can go on there and I can make my bracket pretty, pretty quick. Yeah, pretty quick. You go down Easy. to the bottom. Now, I went straight to the Midwest region. Okay, the Midwest region was where West Virginia is. And we're just going to go ahead and bebop our way right <laughs> to a Final Four. The Midwest region is terrible. Uh, Coburn, okay, sophomore, who just is maybe the greatest athlete walking this earth. He's going to get in foul trouble early against Culver. Okay, he's going to be in trouble. He's got no shot. Oh, yeah. So, West Virginia's going, yeah, I filled up my alto, Midwest and the South, one over mm -hmm. the East, one over to the West. How you doing? Keep it moving. It's all in Indiana. We got a great tournament about to cook off or kick off. Let's hope COVID doesn't come in and interrupt this whole thing, AJ. No, I, I, I can't wait. I actually will. I'm, I'm usually not a big bracket guy. It's not really my thing to enter a bunch of them and have friendly banter back and forth through email with people, but I, I will take part in this one. So why, by the way? I'm trying to win it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I want it. And if I win it, I'm not. Hey, by the way, yeah. I'm keeping it. I yeah. earned it. Sorry. Now, if one of you guys win it, we will have to call into question a little conflict of interest, maybe. Huh. Yeah, what? maybe. Hey, I'm just talking about people are saying. It's bracket wins. I'm just what people are saying. It's not like bracket No, no, I'm just trying to make a better bracket if you're That's what people are saying. If people are going to say that, they should have fixed people. I'm just telling you. I got a tweet from somebody that said, if AJ and the boys win, they're going to protest and say it's no, rigged. Not I said, me. you're right. I can't wait to win. That. I'm going to win this. No, you're not going to win it, AJ. I'm going to win this. No, no, you cannot. I'm going to win. No, you're not. You can't win. You can't win. Neither can you. I'm going to win. No, you can't win either. I'm winning. I can win. I can win. My paper right in bracket. What do you think you You can't win. You can't win. You're Canadian. Actually, actually, that is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine's a, mine's a right in. Uh, I think no, it's right international ballot. users on the link, actually. Oh, man. Sorry. We are bummed about Sorry. it. We did not Sorry. know that Sorry. when we signed up. We have gotten a lot of tweets that we have had to translate into different languages. Mm -hmm. We do not allow, actually, we would allow. Absolutely. If you can use a VPN to get into America yes. somehow yeah. to use this thing, go on and get in there. We did not ban the international. That's the NCAA that did that. Contact right. your local hack. Just fly in for a day. Yeah. yeah. But anyways. Fly for a day. Feel you can't win. I, you can't win. I'm going to win. You can't no. win. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to win. You can pull all the strings you want and play a little puppet game, but with my bracket, Zito's mom, oh, it will on. be on top. Oh, no, that was a sex you uh, wow. That was a sex you right. too. All right.
Anyways, the link is in the bio, I believe. Billy Tubes told me that, and uh, I'm sure we've tweeted it out there. Easy to find. We're the only bracket that doesn't have a picture next to it. Mm. <laughs> Everybody else has their full, full picture and everything. We were hey, who are you? Who, I, I would assume it's going to be the biggest bracket. Like, who are you competing against? What other big bracket? Andy Katz has got one in there. Capital One's got one in there. Bleacher Report's got one in there. All right, you got it. It's, you got it. It's going to be. Well, the biggest prize was $50,000, so we immediately won dollar that thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? We should have won 50000 once, so we went to $51,000. Uh, shout out to Yingling, by the way. Yingling is doing one, and it's. It's like a beer that we've had since we were kids over there, but they are the second largest giveaway now, and, and potentially could be by a far distance if we are the biggest one on the app. It goes to seventy-five thousand, then a hundred thousand. Let's have a March Madness challenge. Come on! The New England Patriots have already made some moves today. They signed uh, Smith tight end from Tennessee Titans to a big deal. There was quotes that have come out from Bill Belichick talking about him years ago, two years ago, talking about how great he is as a player. He's the best at what he does. Once he became a free agent, Bill Belichick brought him into New England. And it is alleged now, AJ, that New England is pursuing Judon pretty heavily. Okay, so that's Judon, Bud Dupree. There's a couple big-time edge rushers that are in free agency. Bill Belichick's making some plays, AJ. Yeah, I think signing Johnny Smith is. Have you seen the picture that dude has on Instagram right now, Johnny? You'd be a fan right away. Really? He's. I mean, he is jacked and shredded. He's. Oh, a, yeah. He's a physical freak. If he puts out yeah, workout would, videos, we know. We know you're going to be on board. For no, sure. no. I like to, you know, think about the psychology. You know, mm-hmm. for instance, I didn't know anything about Fun Chess. Fun Chess puts a video of him playing pickup basketball, mm-hmm. where he's basically like. Fuck all of you. I'm like, okay, I like that guy. That's a guy I would like in my locker room. I'd, I'd like, now on another team, probably not, but on my team, I like that guy. So that's where I look. Cam Newton is what you're referring to, I believe. After, and by the way, he's back as a New England oh, Patriot. Yeah. Let's go. Cam Newton gets a tight end as a weapon and maybe some defensive players, you know. We'll see how that whole thing goes. He can't go out like that. Just the way Cam was talking about how, you know, people were disrespecting him and then, ah, yeah, ah, yeah. he's doing his whole workouts. That was it. It wasn't just pictures, okay? I know there's a lot of, you know, built like Tarzan, play like Jane humans that kind of walk around this world out here. I'm not saying that about anybody, but uh, it, I did see the picture of that guy. I just saw I am a big fan. Of Here we go. That guy is a good football player. Look out. <laughs> New England's coming. AJ, you kind of look like that, I assume. What is it like waking no. up in the morning just being like, <laughs> man? I mean, that would be awesome. You, you No, I, I wish I could lift every day for the rest of my life and eat perfect, and I would not look like Johnny Smith does. But, hey, more power to him. And think about it, though, for him, going to the Patriots, they know, like, they want this dude to be successful. And oh, they, yeah are the best at putting their guys in position to make plays and asking them to do things. They always say, we're never going to ask you to do something that you can't do. So they will set him up for success. question is, who's going to throw it? Is it going to be Cam? Well, that it depends on which part of the answer you'll hear from Connor here, who's a diehard Patriot well, fan, and also Rob from Massachusetts that called in who would probably give the exact same answer because the Revolution region up there all kind of thinks very similarly. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton's a quarterback until there's another better option, mm-hmm. then that's their quarterback. Look, what is true on Monday might not be true on Friday. So at the moment, absolutely, but if competition comes a knocking, someone's answering the door. Hey, he wants Jimmy G. <laughs> he wants Jimmy G to come back home. I. Hey, I don't think that's a bad idea. Would you pick Jimmy G over Cam Newton? Yeah. I don't know. I I may think I don't like ever having two quarterbacks, but if Cam's there and they bring Jimmy G in, why don't you use Cam as like a uh, throw him in in the in the red zone area, make little packages for him oh. to use his big physicality and be oh, a niche up. guy. Oh, okay. You're saying he's a niche guy? I'm sure he'd love. No, that. he's not a niche guy. I'm Wait thinking, till you see it, his next workout video. Oh yeah. man. 
I want to know how healthy oh. his arm is. The only capitalized letters in his speech will be A and J. Yeah. Of course. In the caption. One mm-hmm. love, too. Yeah. Don't forget. One finger, one pinky, one thumb. You know what it is. One love. <laughs> Great reel. I fucking love that. Yeah. I hope Cam Newton wins another MVP somehow. Yeah, I, am, I am here. No, see, I did leave that out. Well, why, though? You know, he hasn't got one yet. Yeah, because if you guys win another Super Bowl, the insufferability from yeah. the Revolution region would be difficult. Oh, yeah. You guys thought once Tommy left. Oh, you we, thought we were We dead. got Bill. <laughs> Nike right now is running the team. Oh, uh, yeah. The New England Patriots put out a tweet of Nike, the dog who did the drafting for Bill Belichick. Come on, Nike. Back at the computer process. Did you see Aaron Jones got signed to a four-year deal to Green Bay? Nobody thought that was going to be possible. I did not think they were going to be able to do it, especially with the cap that they have and the money. I would assume he would have been able to get if he goes to the market. $13 million guaranteed. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon appear to be the backfield. You have to have two good running backs in the NFL. A.J., how do you feel about this signing? I mean, I, I love it. As a fan of the Packers, I think it's great. I, I assumed he was gone, and I think a lot of people did too, but I think credit to Aaron Jones too for he probably understood He's sitting there. He's like, "Hey, I can play with a Rod. I catch the ball great out of the backfield. You can use him as a slot receiver. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with what got me here." And he's such a stud. I think it's a genius move. And what this four year deal? What it's really like a two year, twenty something million, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe. And you know what's the interesting thing is. None of the conversation has revolved around voidable years with his contract. Nope. There's been a lot of contracts restructured, redid, where there's a lot of voidable years. Aaron Jones, not voidable, but it's definitely a two-year deal, it feels like, which is fascinating because a lot of people say that's what Aaron's deal currently looks like. Let's assume he's going to have to restructure his whole thing to help them out cap-wise. I'm not saying he should do that. I'm just assuming what's probably going to happen over the next couple of days with the whole avoidable year thing being used to kind of hide money at this particular point. Yeah, they've been talking about him restructuring and also uh, Zadarius Smith restructuring. So we'll see when that happens. I'm not exactly sure. But yeah, I mean, as a Packer fan, I'm delighted to have Aaron Jones back. I don't think there was any way he was staying there. But hey, you're a cheesehead, huh? Goddamn right. Through and through. <laughs> Why it's is it a look- lot heavier than I thought. Yeah, it, it's very heavy. And also, I tried to wear it on just, like, my head in the first hour. And Jesus, I mean, it, it, it's very itchy. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> but that's a part of it, like blue yeah. collar, Oh, right? yeah. You just got to kind of grit it out, tough it out, yeah. you know, which is what I'm trying to do right now. You got any of those cheese things at your house? Yeah, we have a few of them. Oh, I would never expect that from somebody that a, just hates It's called a cheese head. It is called a cheese head, by the way. It's a commonly known term. Okay. Can you tell me the vows, please? The vow- Do you even know the vows, dude? The vows of what? Just like society, English language. No, I'd li- tell me. Please please enlighten me. No, Pat. you tell me, Dude. Mr. Ohio State. I don't get paid to school. All right. I don't even understand what Just you're doing right now. Just say the fucking vows. <laughs> <laughs> you're to, you're, okay, this is a whole like power play by you. The whole OH situation that's going on, and then this, like, hey, come on, dance, monkey, dance. Come on, this is what you do. No, that's no. what you're trying to this do This right is now. me wondering if... You even know yeah. your vows. Yeah, feels like you don't. Big meathead, stooge over there. Don't even I know. Don't, I have no idea. That's why I'm asking you. I'm, I'm, I'm dumb. Please tell me. Say them with me. A. <laughs> no. Say. What are you? What are we doing here? What is? Say what the vows are. Why? What do the vows have to do with anything we are talking about? It has a lot to do. If you we'll just see. do it, I mean, stop trying to railroad yeah. this goddamn hey, show. Come on. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'm sorry for trying to railroad this show. That's my bad. Yeah, this show, by the way, is the one that has people up in arms right now. But <laughs> could you please just say the vase? No. 
It's unbelievable. Thought of it this weekend. Thought it was going to be the way to do it. Yeah, that was genius. As soon as he got A out, and then next E, I was going, oh, H. I owe you. Yeah, you did it. You did it. Thanks a lot, AJ. I was cooking this weekend. You're welcome. You were cooking what? How? Oh, H. Oh, no. I mean, I, how many how many FaceTimes did I see missed from you? <laughs> you answered a few, and then you just shot him right up at the ceiling. Just put him down and had me talking to the ceiling. Why are you such a prick, all, all of a sudden, in the background, I would hear, oh, H, from him. And I'm like, <laughs> I owe and then hang up, because I had a lot of faith. You're see, a, was, hey, that team stunk yesterday. What happened? No, come on. Come yeah. on, man. You know those games don't matter. We're, we're, we're getting ready for the tournament. Seemed like your boys were a bit tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they won, a, they won a hard-fought battle on Saturday, so I understand. So did Illinois not have to play as many games as Ohio State? They had a bye, and Ohio State didn't. So Correct. Ohio State played four, and Illinois played three. I was thinking about that during championship week there. You know, as I was betting on teams one night, and then I was like, oh, next night, let's make some more money. And I watched them. I'm like, that's a very different team than was just yesterday. And it was like, oh, they get a win, they got to play again. Like Alabama, for instance, became a very different team a couple nights. That whole maybe not winning the championship week so you can save your guys, that is a lot of games they were playing very quickly there. And now they have to turn around and do it again. That is no easy feat. Maybe... Now, granted, some teams had to win to get in or whatever and do the whole dance or whatever, but that's quite an advantage to have this past weekend off, I think, going into the tournament. Well, sometimes, though, you know, you come out with yeah. a little mud on the court. You know, you're not moving as fast because you take that time Battle off. Battle tested now, though. Grind it out. Hey, Bama's got a basketball team. Oh, oh yeah. Did we know that? Roll time. Let's go. Roll time. I had no idea they had a basketball team. They were unbelievable. Bet on them a lot. Coach seemed like a really cool dude. I don't know what how, seat. What seat are they? Four, I think. Two. two. No, they're up yeah. at two. Yeah. yeah. There are two. There are oh, two. Yeah. yeah. So they've been a good team all year then. Nah, that yeah. Zaka touch, region. touch and go. They Come either on. shoot the lights out or they can they can stink it up pretty good. Well, they almost lost to LSU, which also did not know they had a basketball team. <laughs> I believe they're the number six overall seed. So they're the number two, two seed. They're a good team. Ooh, yeah. Good. They got tired, though. I, I, I think it was a pretty visible tired situation there. I think Dick Vitale was calling those SEC games, right? Really? I think so. How'd he do? It was good. It was good. I think it might be time to... What? Oh, what? what happened? Hey, Dickie. Well... Go off into the sunset. Dude. No, no, no. Listen, I Come think on. he should do whatever he wants to do. It's hard. He's not at the arena, so I would assume it's very difficult. But there was a call on a missed shot that he thought went in. So he was... Que- it was an end-of-the-game situation, too. So he was questioning the entire coaching decision very loudly about what was happening and the ball didn't go in. it was actually an air ball so it was it was just a very it was very and I, the internet obviously did what the internet does to that dickie v is a legend though i, I listen no, dickie v does whatever dickie v wants to do there's no question he's a legend he's been incredible for a long long time but you know you can't just stroll horseshit out there and tell me it's gold you know because I, I ain't gonna buy it this guy is he not the worst human <laughs> Is he not age? I, I mean, I, I maybe, man, I, I am getting dumber with old age because I thought for a second Ty was going to finish that and just not bury him at some point. Yeah, me too. I thought there was a chance he was maybe going to bring him up because I was like, oh yeah, here we go, positivity today, Ty. It's Monday. Dickie V, he is a legend. Aaron Ty's Jones is back. Off. Yes. Like, I have so much yeah. respect for the guy. Aaron Jones is back. Dickie V is a legend. I know but- he is. Oh. He is a legend. Oh. I've never said he wasn't a legend. I'm just Ty. I'm tired of listening to him do what games. Did, what did you compare him to then, Ty? What do you mean? If he's a legend, what did you compare him to? I wasn't comparing him to anything. He's a definitely a legend in his own right, but guess what? You know what? A legend past his prime is I mean, 
He's, he's dog shit in the booth now. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm why, sorry. Why are you pressing this, AJ? On, Will you stop it? Jeez. I love Vital fan. So am I. I loved Dick oh, Vital. Yeah. Did for a long time. Still do. But I do not want to watch a game that he's calling anymore. This is unbelievable. Let's get started. Oh, I, I want to watch him more now, Pat. I wanna, yeah. I'm going to search him out. Me too. Me too. I'm going to search him out and watch him more now. I want to mm-hmm. see what games he's calling because of the they, slander time. You think they got him doing the fucking tournament, you nuts? Not <laughs> a chance. He's yeah. doing the tournament. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is going to keep him in that closet. Yeah, and just, hey, Dickie V, what do you got? Oh, he's good. Oh, All right. Every, t- right. every right. team's right. team right. got a PT All right, we're going to John in Wisconsin. John, what's going on? That's unbelievable what just happened there. Jay Glazer Friday. Dickie V today. This can't happen. What's tomorrow? What's going on, John? Oh, not much. Hello, <laughs> baby, John. <laughs> I was wondering yeah. uh, I so. with. Uh, what if he came out? I was like, fuck, Tom. Uh, <laughs> do you think Jamal Williams is still going to be with the team, or? Yeah, it seems like a uh, great call, John. Thank you for that. The. Feels like Jamal Williams probably going to end up somewhere else, right? Unless yeah. he comes back. I, I do believe, though, a lot of Packers fans were, well, what's the A.J. Dillon draft pick for if you're going to pay a guy 40 some million dollars just a year later? And I can understand that thought. And, and I understand you questioning Gunther Kuntz's moves in the draft, but you're going to need two running backs anyways. Like, that is just how the NFL is. I think A.J. Dillon proved that he's a good running back. Mm-hmm. If you want to question the Jordan Love draft, they go, hey, yeah, by go all ahead. means. <laughs> but I don't think this makes the A.J. Dillon draft thing look bad in the long run because you're going to need two guys. And they complement each other well. Like how they play A.J. Dillon, everyone knows all big quads, big powerful dude. And Aaron Jones can do it all. Aaron Jones is in like the McCaffrey kind of yeah. era and what he can do. Joining us now is a man down in New Orleans, which his team is going to look very different next year. An absolute Hall of Famer retires via a video on Instagram. Now a new deal is in place for Taysom Hill. Will he be the quarterback down there? Will Jameis Winston be the quarterback down there? Uh, A couple people have been released on the defensive side of the ball because of salary cap. But there's one player down there that they were never going to think about Mm -hmm. moving on from. (laughs) Absolute stud, Pro Bowl, All Pro, ladies and gentlemen, Demario. What's going on, man? What's happening, guys? What's happening? Hey, you got a very new team down there. You got a new team down in New Orleans. I assume everybody was aware of what could potentially happen this offseason, or is this kind of unfolded in a surprise fashion for you? I think this was kind of expected, but you never know. You never know when a guy is going to say, you know what, it's time for me to move on. Um, you know, especially a guy like Drew that's super competitive, competitive. So you just really never know like how it's all going to shake out. Uh, but it was kind of expected that that this could you know potentially be his last go round, and um, you know he, he officially announced it, and so here we are. What was it like? I guess like day to day, we all know like his attention to detail, everything, how he goes about being a professional. I guess what was it like seeing that firsthand? Oh man, that's that's one of the biggest things. Um, that I've ever noticed about a person, um, especially in him, is his process. Um, his process is bar none. I mean, it's, it's inspiring just to watch. His attention to detail um, and his intentionality with every second of his day um, is, is, is rare. And just watching that, um, 
the, his time in studying film, the way that he practices, he'll throw a ball and he's still going through mental reps in his mind. Um, to be on the field after walkthroughs is over and he's just out there by himself for an hour before we get on the plane, you know, taking visual mental reps. Um, and, and you see that he's probably played the game, you know, at least 20 times in his mind before he actually plays the game. And, you know, when he steps on the field, that's just a that's just a pro, uh, a byproduct of his process. And um, I keep keep saying that, you know, John Wooden, I read one of his books and it said that, you know, results are a byproduct. Um, the product is actually the process. And like I saw that lived out in Drew Brees and um, I'll continue to rave about that as long as I live. And I'm telling my kids about Drew Brees, even though they're young and got a chance to watch him, they probably won't remember. I'll talk about his process, and that's what made him special. So I got a chance to watch Peyton, too, whenever in his final years at Indianapolis, and it made everybody better. Like what he did, his attention to detail made everybody better because it kind of, you know, raised everybody's expectations of themselves. Like, okay, that's what that dude's doing. All right, now that's a quarterback. That person's obviously getting paid the most money. They touch the ball. But it made everybody better. That's why whenever Tom Brady was a free agent last year, I was like, you get him in your building, it makes everybody better. Now that Drew isn't there you're going to be one of the guys that the entire team is going to look to to be like okay this is how this is how you play great football this is how you lead a team have you thought about that have you already been doing that and with a very new team I mean Hendrickson's going to be gone Quan's going to be gone are you are you excited about that potential new role that you have to have with Drew Brees kind of leaving the team yeah the, the thing about our culture what has made it special though Drew has definitely been our general um, and and nobody would would dare say anything different. Um, we all followed his lead, but we also have a locker room that's full of leaders, and it's the culture um, that he's been a big part of establishing that has allowed us to be successful. Even when Drew wasn't playing in games, uh, it was the culture that allowed us to be successful. Um, when you have to compete, you know, with Alvin Kamara and Mike Thomas and Marshawn Lattimore and Cam Jordan and Drew Brees, that collective is what raises the bar. And then you have Sean Payton going with, against Dennis Allen and their minds just competing. That raises the level of competition in the building. And if you got competition in the building, it's going to make competing outside the building easy. And that's the type of culture that's been created. Um, as far as the defensive regard, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a major piece in that in that puzzle. Um, and I know the guys look to me in that way, but it's a lot of guys. You know, we got Cam Jordan, you've got David Ayumada, you got Marcus Williams, you got Marshawn Lattimore. So we got a lot of core pieces that, you know, Malcolm Jenkins. So it's pieces that are there where everybody's kind of looking towards everybody. It's never one man that's just carrying all the weight. Um, but we're, we're, we're in a situation where, you know, defensively, we're looking forward to this, you know, um, for so for the past two years, especially there were periods when Drew uh, went down, where we knew it was on us to put the offense in a situation where like, OK, we just got to not mess it up. You know, mm. I mean, for, yeah. for, for years to be a part of the Saints, that's what it was to be on defense. Just let Drew and Sean them do their thing on offense and we just don't, don't have to mess it up. Well, now that, that it's kind of a shifting of the guard. Um, where, where defense wants to put the team in positions where it's like offense just not messing up. And so when Teddy had come in the game for five games, we were able to go undefeated. Um, 
when Taysom and, and, and um, Jameis had to come in or whoever that is, you know, and when guys had to come in the game and, 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 and play, you know, defense had to stand up and rise to the occasion. And That's awesome. You know, actually, when Drew would come back, we would kind of go back to our old DNA. And now it's on us to maintain that for an entire season, which I think we've already shown that we can do. Um, for five, six games. Now it's on us to do it for 16 games and into the postseason. 17. And that's, that's a great challenge. <laughs> 17, Demario. Get, hey, get, get in 17 games. No, that 17 games? Yeah, no more bye weeks. You uh-huh. One bye week, 17 games. I don't know what you need to do. Get those needles inside, whatever. The <laughs> acupuncture, whatever you got to do. More games, though. More games. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. I forget about that. <laughs> hey, you, you mentioned all the different pieces you guys have. A big one, obviously. Taysom Hill signs a four-year, $140 million deal on paper. Whatever, it looks, I don't know. Whatever that means. Yeah, however they're working out contracts now to, to, to relieve some cap pressure. What's it like, I guess, like how do opposing defense, do you think they have to waste time during game week when they're preparing for the Saints but just because of what Taysom can do and how you guys can use them? Yeah, of course. Um, anybody that's played the game, you know, understands that that when you got a, um, a guy over there that can – do multiple things. First of all, he can beat you with his arm and his feet. So you got to prepare for that. So anytime you got, you know, that's what the game is kind of moving towards these these dual threat quarterbacks. Um, but when you got two guys over there that can that can sling the rock and you can move a guy, you know, out to a slot or to a tight end position, which is just, you know, very rare. You don't know if he's coming in the game as a fullback, a tight end, a slot, or a quarterback. That just you know, that, that messes with defensive coordinators because they, they really don't know exactly what personnel you're in. And so now they have to try to guess based on the situation, what is he doing? And Sean does a good job of, uh, of putting defenses on their their their, uh, their heels like that. And um, so I don't anticipate that to change any. I think uh, Sean has been creative and he's still got, you know, tricks in his bag that he'll pull out. And, um, you know, as long as they keep the ball moving and, and, and score a couple touchdowns for us, Defense to make sure we're bringing it home. Hey, the mobile quarterback, you just hit on it there. I mean, obviously, you see me doing the RPO. I probably, you know, probably pick up 15, 20 against you guys. But, like, whenever you – I'm joking. I uh, would fumble immediately upon trying to do it. Is that changing the way you have to train or anything like that or play or read, watch film or your checks or anything like that as the game is slowly going that direction? You're an all-pro. You've been through the era of the pocket quarterback played well. Now the game's kind of changing. Does that change anything for you? Listen, do me a favor. This is good. That's good. Let's talk about this right here. Okay. Most of the quarterbacks isn't the problem. Okay. Guys can run. We defensive guys can run. This is where offenses are cheating, and I wish you guys would talk about this more. Hey, I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. The RPO game. Okay. They got linemen down the field five, six yards, and they're throwing the ball. That's bullshit. How can a linebacker read that? I'm getting a run block in front of me. I'm coming down, and they're throwing a slant behind me. And they do it. They do it in the red zone, oh. five yards out, ten yards out. Oh. They run a, they, they fake the zone read and throw a bang eight right where the linebacker should be in the window. I can't get a play action read. And by the, the way, know he's throwing the ball is the receiver and the quarterback. Hey, by the way, also the the media, the people talking about, it, they're like, look at this fake, look at the ball control oh, yeah. while you're just biting on. They're like, that's how you do. It. Like they're they're complimenting that. Like yeah, that's it. That's how you do that thing. You got no chance back there. 
that is not the ball fake that's bringing the linebacker down. You got a linebacker, uh, offensive lineman coming to block the linebacker. He got a brace for contact. Isn't there a rule, no offensive lineman down the field? I mean, are we, do we even care about the rules of the about. game? That's exactly what we need to Come talk on. about. They got, they got to, they got to take that out. You can't do that. It's cheating. I'm happy we got that done here. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy we got that done, didn't we? We yeah. just got it done. Hey, congratulations! Oh, yeah. It'll be the uh, the the Demario Davis clause. Mm -hmm. Okay, fed up with bullshit, not actually enforcing the real rules here because yeah. yeah. those refs on the side by the way that watch the offensive linemen they just stopped immediately upon watching it probably the show going on yeah. and they're like ah oh, they're down the field who cares it's bad man it's bad and I, most of the time i try to tell the linemen before the game they always say the same thing well, yo we're watching it we're watching it we're watching that we're watching it. <laughs> i'm like how many yards before you throw the flag if he gets past two yards we're gonna throw the flag no flags oh Somebody's got to hold them accountable. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's going to be this show. Uh, you have given back in a massive way uh, what you did with Arkansas State with the linebackers room. I watched the video this morning. Awesome. And I think you wore the number 23 in college. Yeah. Is that right? You you yeah, were just. 2-3. Two, 2-3 three, two, three like LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were kept. Not like Jordan. Oh, wait. Oh. Whoa. 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 Yeah. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. But that was awesome. Uh, you also give back with Shield. I think I'm saying S-H-I-E-L-D. Uh, more particular, Little Earth in Minneapolis. Feeding and providing emergency aid to over 100 people per day in addition to its own 1,200 plus residents. I mean, you're an incredible person on and off the field. The NFL needs more of you. If that's the case, let's change the rules back to what they yes. should be for yeah, this guy. Please. I mean, isn't that right? <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. Hey, I, uh, the Arkansas State Red Wolves, I bet on them opening weekend on college game day just because I wanted to howl on <laughs> just I, I, the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers beat the dog shit out of them. Oh. And then they went on to do their thing. Arkansas State, though, got on the radar. Incredible school. How did you end up there? How'd you end up there as a member of the, the Red Wolves? Man, um, Arkansas State was actually the first one to give me a Division One offer. Um, so I had... Uh, Mississippi State, Ole Miss kind of gingerly showing interest. And Arkansas State was the first one that came in and pulled the trigger. Now, mind you, me living in Mississippi at the time, I didn't even know what a scholarship was. The guy came <laughs> in the office. Uh, Jack Curtis was the guy who recruited me. He's at uh, Liberty with Hugh Freeze now. And he said, uh, yeah, we're offering you a full-ride scholarship. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I remember going home and telling my mom, like, I, I got a full-ride scholarship to go to school. And she just started crying. I'm like, Mom, what you crying for? And, she, you know, I didn't know well, how much college cost. I didn't know none of that. <laughs> and so they were the first one. In, and so I ended up going on my recruiting trip. Man, I went on my recruiting trip. And I had, it was them, Southern Miss, and a bunch of uh, 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 D1AA offers from the SWAT. Jackson State, shout out to Coach Prime. Hey, oh, yeah. Undefeated. They, they are beating the shit out of teams down there, too. They are, bro. They are. And so, like, I had an offer from them and all coin. But I went on my visit to Arkansas State, and it was, like, 25 guys. And out of the 25 guys that went on their recruiting trip, 20 of us signed. <laughs> and a lot of us are still best friends to this day. And so, it was just – it was just we bonded and had a great time. And all of us, like, told each other we were going to commit. And we all went down there and helped turn the school program around. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, shout out to Red Wolves, dude. Sure. Shout out to Red Wolves, dude. Ow. Ow. Do you guys kiss the wolves? Do you do uh, Do you do uh, too sweet? Whoop. No, no, no. We don't do all that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't kiss the wolves? Come on. Down there at Arkansas State? 
that's a different school, man. You got to sneak up. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank you for what you do off the field and on the field. Good luck next year. The team's going to look different, but it feels like that defense is going to remain the same. We appreciate you. Hey, thank you, man. You guys be blessed. Hey, by the way, the emoji. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's done with it. <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. The fact that you allow us to penetrate your ear holes all week, every week, we can't thank you enough. Ain't that right, Ty? Absolutely. And just to reiterate, I think it is already in the show, but join the, uh, the bracket if you haven't already. We want to get that thing up. Mm -hmm. If it's the biggest bracket on the app, it'll be $75,000. 75K. Everyone thinks they're going to fill out a perfect bracket. Yeah, speaking of that, I already did, so maybe don't sign up. Wow. Because it's currently Mm $51,000. If it becomes the biggest on the app, $75,000. Right. Then if there's 50,000 people in there. Which it never will get to. No, not a chance. That'll go up to 100000 But imagine. Be cool if it did. Yeah. That's the power of the people. That's right. People helping people. Mm-hmm. Guerrilla marketing. Boots on the ground. Boots in the bushes. Be a friend, tell a friend if you like this show. If not, just act like it never happened. We'll be back tomorrow with big, big conversation. We got some big guests lined up this week. Big guests. I think mm-hmm. you're going to be, like, averagely impressed. Yeah, Absolutely. Very excited for a couple of those. Be a friend, tell a friend. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Tuesday night. Trey, go! Still thoughts and prayers, my brother. Keep crushing it over there. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then.